Welcome to the Painter Files Podcast. This is episode 51. Hey guys, how you been? It is a fun, rainy Monday, and I am recording. I believe it is November 6th or something. I don't know, something. It is November... It is... No, November 5th. November 5th. Tomorrow's November 6th. Um, yeah, we just had a Day of the Dead, or Dia de los Mortes, uh, for those in the know. Some call it All Saints Day. It's, uh, this beautiful time where you set up totems in, uh, parts of Latin America, and you celebrate the lives of those who've passed. So this year I did my grandmother, uh, and my, my daughter. I always do my daughter. And I did my uncle, and I did my grandfather's, and my grand, my other, my abuela, my, and some of my friends. I made like a little thing for them. And it was just, it's beautiful. It's like sitting, and you make like a little altar. You, you put pictures of them up, or representations of them. People typically do like a three-tier thing. So, you do, uh... You do kind of like religious theme stuff on the top. I typically don't really do that much religious stuff, but you do that and some candles. And then on the second tier, it's like a little step almost. Uh, you put pictures of the people and what they represent because you don't always have photos of everyone. And on the bottom, it's all like the sugar skulls and the food and all that stuff. So I did a little version of that. And it was beautiful. I didn't take pictures. I just kind of wanted it. I wanted it for me. So, But it was really beautiful. Like I felt, I guess it's about closure. Or working on getting closure. These people meant so much to you and then you lost them. But you didn't really lose them. They're, they're just somewhere else right now. And they're coming to see you for this day. Not in a creepy way, like in a loving way. That's great. It's really great. I've been listening to a lot of playlists recently, jamming out to all types of songs and weird little kind of bops and booms and etc. I'm trying to think of any of them. Japanese Breakfast, for one, has been like a big one for me, especially in the rainy, kind of cold, dark months. Daughter and stuff like that. They've kind of got like this like folky, echoey voices. And I just, I just love that. I've always loved that. I love to paint to that. St. Vincent and stuff like that. And then, you know, the Raphael Sadiqs and the Fiona Apples and the um, Nina Simones and Nat King Coles. Stuff that, like, it makes you think you're, like, in a, a blanket fort. You're looking out a window, watching cars go by as a little kid. Because everybody's taking naps and you don't want to, so you're... You're sitting on a window sill looking at watching a... It's a big thing in D.C. that used to happen when I was a kid. We would sit on the window sill. We would slowly sneak out of bed while everybody took naps during during the day. And then we would slowly creep and watch the rivers of trash roll down the road into gutters and stuff like that. And it was crazy how much flooding happened when it rained in dc like it was almost like hydroplaning constantly and it was just uh it was interesting you saw everything there there was no way to not have completely soaked shoes up to your ankles 
And it was dirty. <laughs> it was the uh, it was a natural street cleaning as we referred to it. And it was crazy. I mean, it was just kind of what we did. We'd listen to old. Uh, we would listen. There were two radios I remember, and one was one that that would played in the house. And that one, this was at my friend's house with his grandmother. And they would, we hear a lot of like Jackson 5 and like Rockin' Robin and stuff like that. And we just kind of sit and chill. I had a lot of hair because, you know, I always had a lot of hair until high school when I started shaving my head all the time. Um, this was like a rebellious thing. I don't know. And a lot of times, well, also the South, at that point we had moved to North Carolina, and the South was kind of extra crazy racist. So it was difficult to have long hair and live in the South as someone of color because they wouldn't hire you. Even though when they did hire you, they kind of treated you like crap, but whatever. I digress. So, yeah, we'd, we'd do that, and then, you know, as we got older, we got our own little radio, and we'd play, we'd get like a cassette tape that would be passed and recorded from many different people, and we'd listen to all the music we weren't supposed to listen to, and all the stations we weren't supposed to listen to, and, you know, we're like 12 listening to NWA, and, you know, just all types of stuff. We'd we'd stay up real late and watch, like, the music channels, and see just the craziest, just weirdest everything on there. And it was just like, wow, the world is so different than my block where the trash floods down the road when it rains. And it was just cool. It was just really cool. Learn a lot. And eventually it all became an art thing. I'd sit under my dad's desk and I'd just draw... And just in his office building, I would just draw on computer paper with pencils and stuff like that. And I'd just disappear. I was small enough that I could kind of fit in between where his, where the feet, where, where your legs go on the desk underneath it and put my feet up on the side. And because I didn't like sitting in the chair because my feet would hang. I was a very little kid. And I just, like the blood flow, my feet would start to go to sleep. And as a child, you can't really handle that. It's, it's almost cryable. And so I'd sit on the floor, and I'd have a blanket around me because it was cold, and I would just draw, and it was it was kind of amazing. Right now I'm working on this giant painting where it's this woman, and she has like a big kind of uh, ponytail, she's got big curly hair, and it's a side view, and she's got this hoodie on, and it's got all these like beautiful kind of orange and whites and blues and reds. It's a black hoodie. You see her hands kind of crossed and they disappear into the fabric. And then out of the back, almost like a book bag, is this giant raven's face. And it's decorated in kind of greens and whites and blues and yellows. Little kind of tick marks and scratches and etc. And then I'm doing kind of like a like a reverse photo. Like a re- uh, where like either way you turn the painting it's it's right side up so I'm kind of working on like a Rothko type thing that I'm doing on the bottom and then naturally I'm still going to do the figure on the top it may not actually be reversible the more I think about it I'm still playing with the concepts I'm thinking like legs 
but because uh, all the ridiculousness with uh, the Patreon stuff and how that worked out, where now I'm an 18 and over page because occasionally I paint nudes, uh, which we'll get into. Um, now I'm just going for it. I may just do like a nude bottom half of the body and then a couple of other things. I'm thinking maybe like my octopus lady designs that I used to do where I'll have those, I'll have like the, the nude legs, maybe like the hint of, I guess a bush is kind of the best way to put it. Uh, and then like, uh, cheeks, buttocks, I guess. And then maybe like, uh, protruding, uh, octopus tentacles, almost like a makeshift dress of sorts out of them. It's going to look real crazy, but I, I like it. I'm using a lot of tape right now to kind of get a lot of weird kind of shapes and blocks and stuff with colors. I don't think people realize how much work it takes to make a solid block of color where it's not like muted or faded or watered down or anything of that nature to just have like a smooth, thick, creamy color block. Like mini coats, a lot of work. <laughs> Don't sleep on these people. They they do some pretty uh, amazing little bits and pieces. So, yeah, that's that. I'm going to see my mom for Thanksgiving, which I haven't done in a decade almost, I want to say. Um, I just haven't felt the urge to go down there during that time frame. All my family doesn't really live there anymore. Like, the majority of them don't live there anymore. I think it's just my mom, my aunt, maybe one of my cousins... Uh, one of her cousins, and then my cousin who is, I believe, in another state's kids who are going to be coming. My little nephew's niece. They're funny. They're just, they've got like this like cute, like little kid attitude about them, and it's just, they're very funny. Latrice and Anthony. They're just, they're just very funny. And he likes to wear his Halloween costume all year long, which I can relate to. When I was a kid, I loved wearing my Halloween costume outside of October. I thought it was the coolest thing, especially during the summer. <laughs> it was kind of perfect. You get to be anything you want all year long. Why save it for just one day? Hmm. I think kids have a life figured out better than we do on that. We try and figure out how to do stuff initially in our best ways and they just do it they don't think about that stuff they don't get caught up on anything else there's a perfectness in the innocence of just being able to just love pretending i think we're oftentimes too stuck in our kind of permanent mm, what's the word our permanent reality Someone said that whole 80-20 rule is what they said. They said you have to remember that like you give your time as opposed to you owe your time to something. I feel like kids give their time freely because they don't feel like they owe it. They choose to use it. We need to get back to that. It'd be perfect. Hmm. 
So what have you guys been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, how are you enjoying this fall? What, what if any projects are you up to? Uh, I'd love to see them. Email them to me. Um, yeah, just everything. The art book is going really well, actually. I've been working on it pretty nonstop. And, yeah. The, uh, the, the zine that's going to come out in probably about January is going to be pretty sweet. I'm, I'm working on it off and on. I need to really focus on it. I started this painting and I kind of took myself off of the other one because I, I had reached like a weird spot in it where I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to just do color or whether I wanted to do black and white. And there are little things that I want to add to it that I need to go get supplies for. So I'm working on it. Give me a moment. I'll show you something really cool. Hmm. Yeah. It's just a... Uh... Hey. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in line. I'm about to vote. The lines are super long, but they're... It's kind of amazing to see all these people out here. It snakes for like an hour, maybe more than an hour, 30 minutes, but uh, it's beautiful, reminds me of uh, when my mom used to take me voting, it's like little, I like these kids, <laughs> she let me look up, it was cool. Into the world one vote at a time. Alright, so here's an art school story about voting, actually, that goes into kind of our current climate in which voting is important. I think, and I know people are going to say this, like, but you're an art podcast, why are you talking about voting? Because when I was in art school, in the way, way back, <laughs> now it's like 2002, I know, some of you think I'm a tiny baby, well it's like 2000, or like actually year 2000, yeah, so I'm in art school, I'm jamming along, I'm doing my thing, I'm taking classes, I'm kind of, kind of fucking around, but I'm getting some of my shit done, and boom. It drops in November. George Bush, George W. Bush is going to be president. And at first I was like, well, you know, an asshole wins. Whatever, it's not a big deal. And then all this FAFSA money, which is a federal grant, basically, to go to college, for me and a lot of my friends, drops out. It either obliterates itself and ceases to exist, or it goes down to the point where you need an extra, you need to come up with an extra thousand dollars within two months and able to finish going to school. And it was just this huge, mega, just messed up thing. And there was all this money that had been put into it and all this stuff. And I guess they just allocated the money to go somewhere else. And it was shocking. Like we were just, we were these artists who were like, learning how to do all this stuff and like we had part-time jobs but we needed full-time jobs in order to just finish the semester 
And it was insane. Like I saw friends upon friends upon friends upon friends just drop off and disappear. Those years in art school were so lonely. And it just it just sucked. Like I ended up making some new friends and that was cool eventually. But to say that the ones that survived it were typically pretty well off. Like I had been lucky enough that my father and mother had put money aside for me to go. So I didn't have a lot of college debt. I ended up about, I'm trying to remember, like four, four grand in debt at the end of it. And it was, you know, it wasn't great. Like I I tried to pay some of it. My mom helped a lot, but it was just insane. Like we had all this, there was this plan and all these things were going perfectly. And it was simply just because people had decided to vote for this man who didn't think it was really important for people to be able to go to college and not have to worry so much about being able to afford it. And suddenly, boom, everybody was on their ass. It was just really depressing. Like, you, something that you assumed was just going to kind of always be there. And I don't know what it looks like now with Trump. Uh, I'd assume he's probably done the same thing. He's probably cut all the money to all those systems. I know he hasn't hired a bunch of people, so there's probably no one there uh, for education. I know Betsy DeVos is an idiot, so that doesn't really help. But it's just crazy. Like, art literally shapes the world. Like, you understand the concept of things because a designer put it in some type of font or setting so that you can digest it properly you know what this you know what the 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 stars look like because an artist representation you have concepts you have all these things and then to think like someone pulls that away because they don't deem it necessary or see it as it is it's really messed up and kind of crazy i've never quite understood anyone who doesn't respect art and all the things that artists do like we are Oftentimes the glue that tells the tale of when everybody's gone. And then, whoosh, suddenly lesser. And it's funny, I remember people telling me, they're like, you should go into computers. Computers is the right way to go. Be like a computer tech. And then that industry literally kind of fell apart, basically. Like, obviously everybody uses computers now, but I mean those jobs were not as plentiful as they gave us the opinions that they would be. And I don't think people were quite prepared for that to be the case. They had kind of started this whole thing where they were like, all right, well, I'm going to learn these skills. I'm not that interested in it. And I'm just going to go and just make, you know, 60 grand a year. And we were, a lot of us didn't fall into it, but the ones that I know that did were super bummed out because all these tech kind of startups fell apart really really quickly they were hiring all these people to just kind of be and do and make and they were oftentimes a little too big for their own britches and they sank like funky little ships in the ocean and then these people had to go back and figure out something else to do where they hated it so much because it was so boring and they had no passion for it a lot of them just wanted to be artists or mechanics and other things and they did they went on to go do those things it's just it's crazy 
So this is the importance of voting, just to say. You you may not see the importance, but you want to make sure it's someone who's going to not see what you do as frivolous at the end. Lawmakers decide all these little things and do all that stuff. So midterms are important too. Like go out and vote. It makes every voice matters. Without I don't know, without without all the little you think of like people go like one person doesn't make a difference, but you look at all these people who've made all this art that you love and you pat you're passionate about, like that was just one person. That was just, Picasso was just one guy. He dared to do something different, and then he kept going with it. Frida Kahlo was just one lady. She dared to do something different, she kept going with it. She may or may not have been as celebrated, but she, in her life, but she she made her choices, and she did her thing, and she, she went for the highest and most kind of important part of all of it it's just crazy to me that like people don't understand that like you have to care about something in order to just kind of be relevant to yourself it's so funky i remember these art projects where i was walking around with a cane because not because i wanted to look smooth or anything i had been in an accident at work where a fryer, where not a, a flat top had fallen on my leg and it had, uh, I had twisted my ankle and I had been burned, like second degree burned up my leg, all over my foot and uh, up my left leg. So I had like a lot of burns and scars and I couldn't really walk on it for like about half a year. And I remember just continuing to go to class and continuing to go for some I I had like a bad insurance company that was with the place that I was working and it was like a bar named Jackalope Jacks that place sucked (laughs) it was hard it was a very hard job it was the people were nice but there were a couple people that weren't and the hours weren't always good yeah I don't know suck probably isn't the right word it was it was hard. It was a lot of hard work. Working in a kitchen is difficult. And everybody had their own thing going on. And it was kind of crazy. Just people in Charlotte kind of suck. So it was a bit hard <laughs> to do. Uh, there was a lot of racism, which was difficult. Uh, I made a lot of spicy food. And for some reason, people thought because I made spicy food and... They thought, and I'm Afro-Latino, they thought the best thing to call me was a Mexican, because that's how the South works, if you're... Mexico apparently is Mexico, and then everything past Mexico. Also, the Caribbean is Jamaica, and then little satellite islands of Jamaica. I don't understand that, but apparently they do. And so, I'm working this night, and this the fryer falls over, uh, like it's on a rolling cart on a kind of incline where there's a drain and apparently the kid who was cleaning it before uh didn't lock the wheels right and the whole thing fell over on top of me and all this oil and stuff it burned me not the point uh it's a little gruesome but um yeah so i ended up walking around with a cane for a long time 
and I had to go to physical therapy and all that stuff. And I'm trying to get to galleries and do all these shows, but I can barely carry my work in one hand with like all my art supplies and stuff I have to carry in the other because you normally have like a tackle box full of art supplies. Like it's a necessary thing for art school. And then a portfolio to carry all your work in and all your paper and everything. And then to boot with that, I have to have a book bag on for one of my, well, not a book bag. I have to have my cane in one hand and somehow my art supplies in, I think I put my art supplies in a book bag and took them out of the, out of the case, out of the tackle box. And then I've got my giant leather bound, hard leather, giant, probably like 40 by 60, um, portfolio. And I'm, I'm just kind of teetering back and forth like a penguin because I can't really put weight on my left foot because it's very badly damaged. And I've already had like surgery at this point where they've like cut off parts that were not good anymore. And I'm going into these galleries and I'm trying to like, that are next to the college. And I'm, I'm trying to like get some work put up and submitting it to these contests and some of the work's okay it's my work is a lot better than it was then it's not to say that it wasn't good then but it was it was just different i was doing mostly in acrylics and stuff like that and i had all these like concepts in my head but i didn't really know how to enact them completely and so not so many galleries wanted my stuff i did eventually have one my first opening show i sold everything and that was really amazing I felt really proud and happy about that. I did make the mistake of not pricing anything and telling people, hey, whatever you want to pay me is what I'll take for it, which is a horrible concept. Don't do that. Like, be professional. Show up. Have your prices. Have your names for your stuff. Have contacts. Have business cards. Have all these things. What you do not sell can become commissions one day. So do that. It is important. I promise. Just, just listen to me. Don't, 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 don't argue with me about this. This is fine. You have to understand. Like you are going to go in there, and you're going to have all this confidence, and you're going to be like, or, or nonchalantness, or I don't give a fuck about this. I'm just going to do whatever I want, and that's all bullshit. <laughs> you're going to get there, and you're going to freeze, and you're going to forget why you made certain things when people ask you, and you're going to want to come up with all these stories, and it's just not. Just, just. Just just figure it out first. Check all your books and everything and make sure you don't have like reference photos in with the book that you're using or showing people or whatever. People for some reason people think it's the funniest thing in the world to like heckle you at art shows. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why at all. I've told people for years like the craziest thing you can do is heckle an artist about their art. And then not expect to be told to go fuck yourself. <laughs> or watch someone cry. These are the two things that typically happen. Uh, or you're just straight up just being ignored. Which is typically also a good option. Just ignore them. I'm more confrontational. I try not to be. But I am what I am. I'm, I am the beast of, of my own creation. So yeah. Go out and vote. That's the whole point to that. Um... You will see things that will be difficult. You will see things that are amazing. And in order to continue to have those things, like galleries and 
grants, federal grants and all these things. Like, you have to go vote because those things are not guaranteed to be around if money is not allocated by the government to pay for those things. I mean, there are galleries that are just independently owned, but that's kind of a crapshoot, guys. Go to... All right, here's the thing. I want you to go on a field trip. I want you to go to an art gallery. And then I want you to take a picture of a piece of art that you really love. And then I want you to email it to me with the name of it and who the artist is. And we'll talk about it. Uh, my email is joara... That's J-A-W-A-R-A 3180 at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah, I've been watching the uh, anime show Rascal Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which makes more sense probably in Japanese than it does in the English translation. It's this really kind of beautiful story about this guy who falls in love with this girl, but she's forgotten by the world, and the, like the world can't see her and they don't remember she exists, and he's afraid to fall asleep because if he falls asleep he'll forget her. And yeah, that's kind of <laughs> the crazy thing I've been watching recently in between paintings. Um, yeah, just working on the book, trying to get everything going as far as the zine goes. I made uh, some cool tote bags, some artsy tote bags that I can kind of do stuff with because I want to have like cool stuff that I can walk around with, but I don't really want to push somebody else's merchandise. And I just thought they were really cool. So yeah, that's basically it. Uh, you can find him on jawsblakeblog.com. Uh, Jaws uh, yeah, and in my, on my store and every, all that stuff. Uh, also, have, check me out on Patreon, uh, Joara Blake, J-A-W-A-R-A, and then Blake, B-L-A-K-E. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day, kiddos, my galeras, and... Uh, Everything goes well. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. I love you. Thank you for all your support. And I will see you next time. This is the end of Painter Files Podcast, Episode 51. All right, everybody. Ciao. Painter out.